This podcast is brought to you by Intel vPro. A tragic update on the Titanic sub. A year since the fall of Roe v. Wade and a billionaire cage match. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Friday, June 23rd. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one. The five men on the lost Titanic sub are believed to be dead. Yesterday, the Coast Guard told reporters that the submersible suffered a catastrophic implosion. A piece of the sub's pressure chamber and other destroyed parts were found on the ocean floor near the Titanic wreck. Here's Coast Guard official John Mogger talking about this yesterday. This morning, an ROV or remote-operated vehicle from the vessel Horizon Arctic discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on the seafloor. The debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. We don't know exactly when the implosion happened, but U.S. Navy sensors detected what may have been the implosion hours after the vessel began its trip on Sunday. Number two, it's been one year since the fall of Roe v. Wade. Last year on June 24th, the Supreme Court overturned the landmark ruling. That meant that abortion rights were no longer protected by the Constitution. Individual states were left to decide whether to allow abortion. Since then, abortion bans have passed in much of the South and some other states. Texas tightened restrictions in 2021, and birth rates there have already spiked, partially because of the ban. Looking forward, new restrictions continue to take effect. In April, Florida passed a six-week ban. More restrictions in other states are almost certainly on the way. Court battles are playing out over these state laws, as well as access to abortion pills. And the future of much of this hinges on the 2024 elections. Number three, we're still waiting on some major Supreme Court decisions. The biggest ones include President Biden's student loan program and affirmative action in college admissions. Justices are also weighing major issues like redistricting and election rules and when threats can be protected speech. That's just to name a few. We're talking about this because the high court is near the end of its term. It usually wraps at the end of June. That's next week. So all of these rulings will come soon. The court will announce more decisions later this morning, though we don't know which ones. You can follow the news at WashingtonPost.com. Number four. Missiles hit a key bridge in southern Ukraine yesterday. The bridge is used by Russia to move troops between Crimea, which it illegally annexed in 2014, and other Russian-held areas of Ukraine. It blamed Ukrainian forces for the damage. This came at a pivotal moment in the war. Ukraine began its high-stakes counteroffensive against Russia earlier this month. But progress has been slow, with Ukraine only claiming modest gains. Number five. The Atlantic Ocean is getting dangerously warm. 
It's the most extreme heat wave in 170 years. Water temperatures around the UK and much of Europe are as much as 9 degrees above normal. If this lasts long enough, it could be deadly for fish, seagrass, and other marine life. It could also impact the weather. Scientists don't know what's directly causing this heat wave, but human-caused climate change has increased the odds of heat waves on both land and in the oceans. Number six. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio The Spurs drafted Victor Wembanyama with the number one pick. The seven foot four teenager is one of the most hyped basketball prospects in history. ESPN's Malika Andrews, who was hosting draft coverage, captured the scene perfectly. Every phone in this arena is out capturing this historical moment because he is perhaps the greatest prospect to ever walk across this stage. He heads to San Antonio. The Frenchman will arrive in San Antonio as a potential savior of the struggling franchise. The Charlotte Hornets selected Brandon Miller with a second pick. The Portland Trailblazers drafted Scoot Henderson with third. Another historic moment in the draft, twins Amen and Asar Thompson with number four and number five. And as a twin myself, you can't twin more than that. And number seven is going to sound like something you made up in a dream or saw on SNL. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have agreed to a cage fight. This actually happened. Musk, the CEO of Tesla and the owner of Twitter, challenged a Facebook founder to a fight this week. Zuckerberg accepted on Wednesday. There's no date for the match on the calendar, but I'm going to put my cage fight correspondent hat on and break it down like this. If the fight does go down, Zuckerberg is the favorite, and that's because he recently won some medals in his first jiu-jitsu tournament. That's the show for this week. My advice to you is do not challenge your peers to a cage fight. Instead, you can tell them about this podcast. And if they ask you, well, who exactly makes this podcast? You can tell them that the assistant producer of The Seven is Taylor White, with special help this week from producer Charlotte Freeland. The staff writers are Tess Homan and Jamie Ross. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. Copy editing by Francis Moody and Melissa No. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. I'm Jeff Pierre. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and I will meet you back here on Monday. This podcast is brought to you by Intel vPro. AI PCs built for business with Intel Core Ultra Processors and Intel vPro are optimized for hundreds of AI apps and tools to boost user productivity, all with AI-powered threat detection. Learn more at intel.com slash itheroes.